name's Kevin and welcome to the Patchwork Podcast, a fashion podcast where I talk to business people, entrepreneurs, insiders, and connoisseurs. We're going to be talking about passion, lifestyle, business, and everything in between. Hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode three of the Patchwork Podcast. Today I'm joined by my friend Jordan Clark and... He's also a podcaster, and I'm happy to have him on the podcast with me today. And we're going to talk about just uh, fashion growing up and a variety of random fashion things that I think will be quite entertaining, actually. So I'm excited to get this one going and have my friend Jordan here with me for this episode. So Jordan, why don't you uh, talk a bit about yourself? Give us a little bit of a background, where you're from your podcast it's a backstory Perfect. yeah first of all thanks for having me on but yeah it's gonna be a good time oh um, it will be like you said i'm a fellow podcaster um third wheel podcast is my podcast um and i th- think we like basically met through that almost like we might have seen each other here and there but we really like sat down and like had a conversation for the first time on my podcast, which was awesome. And then it's like grown from there. And I feel like our, our podcasts are like part of the same family because lots of mutual friends and stuff. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so yeah, third wheel podcast. It's just, it's not really about anything. It's just kind of a friendship diary of me and two of my best friends, um, Garrett, who works on this podcast a little bit, and then my friend Josh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's we don't take ourselves too seriously, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, we just like hang out, talk about sometimes super deep stuff, sometimes super not deep, deep stuff, and just make idiots of ourselves. But yeah. Um, as far as me, I live in a smaller town, right smack dab on the border of Alberta and Saskatchewan, in a town yeah, called maybe. Lloydminster. So, yeah, I've only ever been bit... there once. Oh, you have been here? Yeah. Yeah, once. It's pretty. Uh, there's not much going on, that's for sure. Yeah, I was like six, like <laughs> sixteen or something, and I think I was there for like one night. Oh yeah. And it was, we didn't, we were there with a church group playing at one of the churches there. And yeah, I just, we were pretty much just at the church. And then the family we were staying with took us to Humpty's for breakfast. Nice. Yeah. Humpty's is, uh, yeah, we have a Humpty's here. It's a little sketchy, I think, but. I think that's probably one of the only times I've been to Humpty's in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lloydminster's <laughs> definitely like a town you just drive through. There's no real reason to stop here, but yeah. Except, it's except cool. for you. Yeah, exactly. Come stop through and see me. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's uh it's where I like grew up since grade five and it's treated me very well. Um yeah, it's a super super cool place because it's got like all the all your needs. Like it's not that like small. You, right. you have like we have like Walmart and like all the basics. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's got that small town vibe. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess 
being from a small town and fashion, we'll talk about that in a little mm. bit here. But um, first, before we do that, I want to get into some of our segments. So, yes. First, first off, is going to be fit check. Let's go do a fit check and fit uh, check. yeah, see what you got on. See what you're rocking. Cool. So super funny. You told me. <laughs> I almost wish I didn't know in advance I was doing a fit check because it's kind of like weird. But of course, I listened to your first episode as everybody should. Um, first and second episode as everyone should. And so that was a bit of a spoiler for me. I knew it was coming. So when I was like getting dressed this morning, I was like, oh, should I like change what I would normally wear just to like impress Kevy? But <laughs> but I didn't. I thought about it, but I was nice. like, let me just wear actually what I would probably wear today. That's good. So I'll start from the top because the bottom is going to be very controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on a jound beanie. I'm not even actually sure how to say it. Oh, I just I don't think anyone has a clue. Yeah. It's jound with four J's. Yeah. You're going to find out in this podcast that I'm a super big brand ho for that brand so yeah um yeah so funny story about this beanie actually i'm such a brand ho of jound is they literally sent it for free once i didn't even buy this beanie because they're i think they just like saw on my account that i buy so much crap from them (laughs) (laughs) so they're just like i even emailed i was like is this a mistake like i didn't order this and they're like no it's just thanks for the loyalty so kind of cool wow yeah that's that's big yeah take notes as a fashion brand owner yourself i will um and then the shirt is just uh i actually don't even know what brand this shirt is it's just a vintage i think somewhere in the 90s just like a little crimson color i liked i have Um, a shirt that looks so similar to that oh really is it vintage too yeah i really like i really like that the color oh cool yeah, I really like the f- like the fit. I was really stoked on when I got it. Um, I got it from a site, um, Tyranny and Mutation. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like a vintage. I think site. I think Gary showed me that one. Okay, yeah. I think that guy has done like you know when Jerry Lorenzo and Fear of God was doing the remakes of the vintage tees. Yeah. Back in the day, um, I th- he had like people shopping for vintage kind of like for him and i think oh, okay. this dude was one of those guys i, I think they're tight i could nice. be wrong that's sweet but um yeah i think i just found him on instagram but he's super sick too like he sends very personalized notes with everything he sells and yeah he's got a lot of awesome stuff on his website so his vintage blanks are very very fire on there um his band tees are very expensive but it's because they're very rare so yeah Maybe one day I'll cop, but it would have to be a pretty special tee. Um, anyways, uh, just wearing some APC Petite Standard jeans. Um, it's a collaboration with, again, Jound. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so just a blue That's some good jeans. Wash. Yep. And uh, I got to shout out my sister because she's like my basically personal tailor she 
touches up every single one of my jeans. So she's always making sure they fit just right, which shout out to you, Kelsey, for that. That's Um, very important. Yes, it is. We'll probably talk about that later. but um, And then on the feet, I have shoes. (laughs) Oh, indoor footwear. Indoor, always wear indoor shoes. I'll take one off for you here. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I think it was the first episode. It might have been the second. <laughs> but I mentioned there will probably never be footwear yeah, on the, the second episode. <laughs> but I was wrong. I said that too soon. But yeah. yeah. Show us what you got on your feet. So this this shoe is actually, you might actually see behind me some shoes that I have. But this shoe is actually the most rare shoe I have. There's only 107 of these made, and it's oh. uh, it's actually just a pair of Vans. Oh, crazy! Um, but kind of a cool story. It's a it's a dude by the name of Paul Labonte, um, who's a he's like I think he works for Jound actually. He's a frequent collaborator slash oh. friend of Justin Saunders. And so he made this Vans, and he only made 107. And there's like some really deep story about Montreal and the connection of it, but I don't really know it that well. Uh, I was just gonna yeah. ask you what uh what makes them so like unique that there's only 107. I did oh. actually notice just quickly that there's no waffle on the bottom. Yeah, like the, I think they call it a sip sole. It's kind of cool on it the is bottom. It's cool looking. And then he's like a big graffiti guy. So on the tongue, there's some graffiti that you can't really see. So I won't bother to show it. But yeah, there's not really like anything crazy special, but I just thought I'd support the guy. And um, I think rumor has it that they're like water resistant, which always comes in handy. That's sweet. Um, and it's it's like a really um, enforced canvas on them. So are you a big Vans boy? Um, yeah, they're like I know definitely. Yeah, there. You, I probably got on the Vans game like very late compared to some people, um, but I think they're just like literally the best shoe for like the money. Like to yeah. get a pair of old schools, they're like eighty bucks tops, and you can like beat the shit out of them without even caring, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, Vans are. I love all white Vans. Like that's my vibe. Um. I've and had so I, a, I've had a couple pairs of all whites and they're yeah. yeah they're sweet. I Can't love wrong. beating them. Beating yeah. them up and they look so cool. Yeah. I think the so. same goes for for Converse. I'd prefer Vans over Converse, but same like same idea for sure. Yeah, Converse look Converse look weird to me when they're like super clean. Yeah, they do. You know? Like yeah. they got to be kind of beat up, but I am uh, if anyone knows if anyone knows me, they know that I do not like Converse. They're like one of my least favorite shoes. Oh, really? I respect, I respect the history. I respect, uh, you know, people that wear them. But yeah, not a fan. You won't catch me rocking well, Converse you anytime soon. What if, what if they're the like the OG seventies Converse with the nice thick canvas and the nice thick sole? You know, you I could t- like, if you if you know, you know when someone's wearing them. Yeah, see, that's some converse nerd stuff that I don't know about. I, I, don't I know. feel like 
I'll, okay, I'll send you a I'll send you a pair after yes. this. And yes, uh, send me. I think you'll be able to. You're notice. gonna send me a physical pair of shoes? No. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> Just free shoes, yeah. Do that, bruh. <laughs> this podcast hasn't made me any money yet, so yeah. Maybe sponsor when it, the pod. Maybe when it does, yeah. Converse, come on. Um, yo, if Converse sponsored your podcast, I would wear them all the time. That'd be. I mean, homies, I would yo. too. Okay, I guess that covers the fit check. Next segment, top three. So, um, I asked the last guest Caleb uh top three brands right now and then top three of all time I don't know if we actually fully got oh, around shoot. to them but yeah okay um well obviously it's been mentioned already way too much but jound I'll just get that out of the way <laughs> um so they're probably like an all-time and lately thing so yeah they can first. they can over overlap as well they don't have to oh, be okay. different. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so then I guess we'll go with like a recent one right now is uh, Aim Leon Door. Yeah. I think is how you say it. Um, it's a New York brand. I don't know how brand. to say it either. Yeah. It's a New York brand. I actually just went to their actual store in, I forget where it is in New York, but when I was Brooklyn, uh, in isn't New it? York. I don't think it is. No? I think it's oh. in like Little Italy, oh. uh, wherever that is. I think that's Sweet. near Manhattan. But anyways, it's by the Supreme Store. It's all kind of a fashion oh, district Soho. there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, so that's a really cool brand. I'm loving I kind of got tipped off uh, to them last collection. And like I saw the lookbook and I'm like, whoa. Like it blew me away. Yeah. Um. And then this this collection lookbook is pretty sweet too. It's not as good as the first one I saw, but it's pretty sweet too. Um, those guys, I love their blanks. They're like, yeah. I have a hoodie of theirs, and it's all really nice stuff, just good quality and really awesome colors. I find with that brand. Yeah, lots um, of colors, especially re- more recently. Like in their more recent collections, they've been like, yeah, like the summer collection. Going mad with the colors. Yeah, like. I saw like some like cyan swim tr- trunks and yeah crazy stuff. But their stuff, uh, all their basics, um, I forget what they call their basics, like essentials or something. It's not essentials, but um, something like that. They're all made in Canada, so yeah, I I really like that. So I'm not sure about the rest of their clothing, but I think I'll, I think most of their t-shirts are most like most of their t-shirts and hoodies. Do you have any of their stuff? I've had two pieces. Mm-hmm. I think they're both shirts, and I sold them both. <laughs> oh, okay. Those bad boys nice. went ungrailed. Yeah, I, nice. yeah. I do like their stuff, but I feel like I kind of just like. I think now, if I were to buy something of theirs, it'd probably be more of a blank, like okay. one of their blanks. Um, I oh, got, these shirts were not blanks; they were like graphic tees or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they're like script tees and yeah. So mm. I just eventually didn't wear them as much as I should have been. So I sold them. Exactly. But yeah. really, really good quality and like, yeah, I like the brand. I yeah, don't, I don't like York. how colorful it has been as of like 
like more recently just because i don't wear like ton of color yeah i was um, gonna i was gonna say if you're like more monochrome styled yeah this brand isn't really for you <laughs> but i also feel it's like i think part of it is just the way they kind of styled like styled a lot of their photos yes totally you could like just because it's really colorful doesn't mean that's like all they have like they definitely have mm-hmm. obviously non-colored clothes that's still like really sweet so yeah mm-hmm. totally um so that's two right yeah that's more recent um so i would say i don't know if supreme would be like a recent one or like an all-time could be it's both. tough to say maybe maybe it is both um i will say like when i first got into supreme and we might talk about this later but when I first got into Supreme, I liked a lot more like of their different stuff than I do now. Right. Um, a lot of stuff that people might not think like I'm really, I grabbed a pair of their jeans and like their oh, yeah. denim is super sick. Again, shout out my sister. She tailored them perfectly and they're like my favorite pair of jeans now. You just got those not too long ago, right? Or yeah. a pair of denim? yeah not too long ago yeah um so yeah like their jeans um just like really they're like blank and like more understated pieces i really enjoy i'm big fan of their like oxfords and flannels i have like a bunch of their flannels they make nice flannels yeah so that would be like i think that would put them into an all-time slot for me because of their like flannels and oxfords are just like every season I can always pick up right. um, a piece and yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know, like dime is another, it's very similar to Supreme. It's kind of like a skate fashion brand. It's Montreal. Most of their stuff is made in Canada, which I'm a big proponent of. So love that brand. Um, Blundstone. I'm a Blunny boy heavy. The Blennies. Yeah. So as far as like if I had to choose like a boot or like something to wear forever, especially in Canada, it would be a Blundstone for sure. Um, And then like Levi's is probably like an all-time brand just because they're so versatile. Like a, a classic like Levi's denim trucker jacket is like you can't yeah, go wrong with that. You like cannot. you always look fly in one of those, like vintage or not, you know. So I have this dirty, like it's. I can't believe I have it. It's a <laughs> uh, one of the Sherpa uh, trucker yeah. jackets, and I was just like, I have one too. Surfing through my parents' closet, one or not my parents' closet, like the the front closet at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and. I see this like Sherpa jacket and I had already bought one, like a one just from like the a store, newer one. a yeah. newer one. And I see this one and it's like very, uh, like kind of a darker, darker wash. Yep. And then I take it out of the closet and it looks super old and I put it on. It fits me like a glove. <laughs> so yeah. I like go talk to my parents like, where, like, <laughs> is this yours, dad? He had like, both of my parents had no idea where it came from. It was, yeah. I looked it oh, up what? and it's, I don't know exactly when it's from, but I think it's from the eighties. Uh, the tag says made in, I think it says made in San Francisco. 
which is crazy. Wow, that's old school. And uh, a while ago, I posted it on my story, and the story was just like basically they don't make them how they used to, and this jacket's so like sturdy that it stands up by itself with like just you can what? just like put it on the ground and just like just oh, keeps its that. form and stands up by itself. It's the craziest that's jacket. Funny. So did you get rid of your other? Newer? No, I have both. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, both. yeah, yeah. I have like a newer Sherpa one, exact yeah. same thing. But that's a sick find, man. Yeah, I was stoked. I feel like nowadays, like kids are probably gonna like go into their parents' closets and like steal. Like I've definitely stolen stuff from my dad for sure. Yeah, I have like a really fire. Like it's a it's a brand like from edmonton called like edmonton clothing or something like that i'll have to find the tag for you but so it's like made in edmonton this like fleece kind of bomber it's so sick i i stole it from my dad immediately i was just wearing it one day and he's like is that mine (laughs) like maybe (laughs) um okay is that three that three all time that's like three or four yeah that's I feel like as okay, far as sweet. brands, that's kind of my vibe, yeah. That's oh, Adidas s- is like maybe an all-time one too. Like, right. I'm very Adidas-heavy dude. As you can see by me. the shelf behind your shoulder. Yeah, it's... Oh, you yeah, got a lot of boosts there too. Yeah, everything's Adidas actually on that shelf, so... Holy. <laughs> yeah, Ultra, Ultra Boost is like... Comfy shoe. Yeah, it's nothing beats it still. Just the best shoe. Yep. I used to work at Foot Locker, so everything that like they like oh, people would like hype what like oh this might be the next Ultra Boost. It'd be like Nike React or like Nike Vapor Max, yeah. and then uh, yeah, nothing's nothing's beat Boost. Yeah, Nike tries. Yeah, they do. They do. I don't think they'll. I don't think anyone will ever win that comfort game against against Boost. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's like, especially I remember the first time putting it on, and it's just mm-hmm. blows yeah, your like, mind. Adidas needs to cut me a check, to be honest, because I literally have converted. I, I'm not joking. Like at least six people to getting Ultra Boost, and like just by is Arnell dra- one of them dragging? Uh, no, he may have found it through me, but that's not. I'm just talking about people in my family alone. Oh dang. <laughs> Yeah, I just drag them to the store and I'm like, put this on, thank me later, bye. <laughs> and then they put it on and they're like, I love the reactions of people. They're just like, yeah. what? It's crazy. And then they see the price tag and they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, always think it's cheap. so expensive, but. Dude, yeah, you they're pay like, for that comfort though. Yeah, they're like 220 So as far as yeah. like what that sneaker is, it's it's not bad. Yeah for sure okay i don't know if this will be a recurring thing or if it'll be exclusive just to you mm-hmm. but the next i guess segment you could call it is fire fits <laughs> and that is based on the story you told me the other day so mm-hmm. why don't you explain it a bit and then we can sure. we could get into that i'll introduce your segment for yeah. you yeah good thing i'm a podcaster myself <laughs> <laughs> No, so crazy story, actually, like, well, not super crazy, but long story short, there was a fire in my apartment building 
the other weekend and I was actually in the shower at the time when like the fire and it was like the building fire alarm. It wasn't just because like our personal fire alarms go off all the time when you like cook anything. So I knew it wasn't that and it was like loud and I was in the shower at the time. And so I was like, well, that seems like pretty serious. So I hopped out of the shower super quick and I'm like thinking this could possibly be a real fire. Um, so as a fashion guy and a guy who spends money on clothes, <laughs> I immediately like first thing comes to my mind is like, shoot, what, what should I put on? Cause I'm like right out of the shower. So I'm like, what clothing do I want to like save basically in case my entire place burns down? So yeah, that's basically the segment of Fire Fits is if you had 15, 30 seconds to get dressed, you had to grab some stuff that would get burned down otherwise in a fire, what would you bring with you? (laughs) Yeah. And that's Fire Fits. I think, honestly, I think if, I mean... I'll ask you for your permission if you don't mind. I'll I'll keep that segment going. Oh, absolutely, do it. Because I love the story behind it. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, what I get like, what is your what's your fire fit then? What did you so put what on? what I what I put on that day? Um, it was first of all, it was um, I didn't put on my beanie first, but it was a black down beanie because that's just my staple like nine times out of ten you see me out i'm wearing that beanie and it's like sold out you can't really get it so that's what i'd be putting on and then i would find the closest thing to like the perfect sweater like just your blank perfect sweater which for me is again jowned it's just all black hoodie fits me perfect very comfy very quality material um and then i got and then, like, probably for, like, jeans, for me, it would probably be my Supreme Denim that my sister just tailored perfectly, and they fit me so well. Like, I don't know if she could ever replicate that, so <laughs> that would be important, like, if I were to lose everything in a fire, right? Yeah. You got to think of, like, the stuff you can't ever get again, you know? It's true. Um, and then, And then I would start, well, to back up, I would probably put on, like, my most like favorite t-shirt which i have a 1994 which is my birth year toronto maple leafs vintage tee which is like my favorite shirt um yeah it just has a lot of meaning to me or whatever right um so i would throw that on throw the hoodie on and then i would just basically like layer up (laughs) so i think i grabbed a jowned fleece which again is just like very quality just a staple in my wardrobe. Probably if there was one piece of clothing, if I had to restart my wardrobe, it would be that fleece. Like it's just like a, my favorite thing to wear. Um, and then I have a, speaking of Levi's, I have a Levi's, uh, denim jacket, um, collabed with Supreme. So it's Levi's Supreme. And it's like, a. It was made exclusively for Supreme, so it's like a denim jacket reversible into like a, you know, like quilt. Oh yeah, yeah. Type thing, and so it's reversible. So on the inside, it's like quilt, and then outside is denim, and then if you reverse it, the outside is kind of like that quilt 
worker jacket. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really sick piece that I kind of just stumbled upon. I didn't really it wasn't even on my radar. I found it on Grailed. And uh yeah, I just grabbed it. And so that's like my favorite jacket. And I don't know if I'd ever be able to find it again because it's not really a hype supreme item. Right. Um so yeah. So yeah, that's what I grabbed. And then as far nice. as like shoes, I think I just like slipped on some white bands because it was just like quick. Like this is all within there. like thirty seconds. Yeah. And then I grabbed like my Supreme waist bag that has like my wallet, keys, AirPods, all the Essentials. All the essentials, yeah. Nice. I think for me, so in my closet I have this little like it's a rack from IKEA. It's not it's like a cloth hanging rack sort of thing mm-hmm. and it has box compartments. And I have all my like grail shoes in there. Oh okay. um so I would probably like put on my favorite outfit <laughs> and then just like unvelcro that and take it all with me. Yeah, um, take it with you. In terms of my favorite outfit. Ooh. And like the fight like if I do say so myself, it's a genius segment because it's it kind of takes into account that like you could never get it again. Like yeah. you could have a favorite Levi's Sherpa jacket like we're talking about that you just bought at the store two weeks ago. Right. You can get that whenever, right? Yeah. I think so. in terms of so for pants, I have a pair of Rick Owen sweats that just fit me so good and I love them and I'll probably keep mm. them until they don't fit me anymore or they get destroyed. So I'll probably put those on for pants or shirts. Um, ooh, that's tough. Shirts like a reborn sample or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like most of it. Yeah, I'd maybe put a sample on. They're all actually for that. That does bring up a good point. Um, I don't think for the T-shirt it'd be that, but I have this T-shirt. I wore it last episode. It's Stay Made. It's a brand from New York. The guy's originally mm-hmm. from Edmonton. But okay. he makes really sweet stuff. His name's Stefan. Um, I actually plan to have him on. Or I'd like to have him on the podcast. Um, nice. So I'd probably put that on. It's just like a really nice white shirt with a little logo here. Is that the long sleeve? No, it's a short sleeve. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. then I would put on a, a reborn sample. It's our tweed overshirt and the first sample we made just fit me like so perfect so for that reason i put that on yeah and it probably wouldn't look great but i'd put the levi's jacket over top of that yeah yeah that's the other thing this is a fit that doesn't have to look good because you're just standing outside yeah with everybody else waiting for the fire department to come probably trying to stay (laughs) warm or something yeah exactly right yeah Oh yeah, to finish my like fire story, it was a, an apartment way like at the literal opposite end of the building. Some old dude set started his apartment on fire, but they caught it early, so dang. It was all good. That's scary. But, yeah. <laughs> that hasn't yeah, happened in our building yet. No fires. Yeah, it was kind of nerve-wracking for a couple minutes there, but it was all good. Yeah. Um Okay, I guess that covers all the segments. Um, 
what uh what was so you like as you mentioned earlier you're from a i guess smaller town mm-hmm. um and in the grand scheme of things edmonton is like a smaller town small po- town. population wise it's quite large but um actually no not even uh but well if you compare it to like big fashion cities like montreal new york like yeah they would laugh at edmonton yeah as far as size you know yeah um but yeah what was like fashion growing up for you um so i'd say like i don't know for there's actually like a little bit of a skate culture in lloyd Mm-hmm. Like for a while there, we had two two local skate shops. Now we just have one, and it's like barely a skate shop. It's kind of died a bit. Um, but yeah, so like skate culture was kind of uh, prevalent here, and so I feel like my earliest like fashion influence was kind of like skate culture, even though like I didn't skate. Right. Um, like some of my friends did, and so just like just influences from that and i just thought it was really cool i played like just like everyone our age like played tony hawk pro skater growing up and i feel like my earliest like sensibility to fashion was like i would spend more time like dressing up my skater than like actually playing the game like i would nerd (laughs) out about like oh this goes with this you know and so yeah definitely like and like i think when i was in like grade five or something like me and my friend and my brother like tried to like create our own skate brand and like that's kind of like a weird dream of that and make the clothing and all that and obviously never really panned out but yeah it was is i guess the initial stuff was like very in skate culture but yeah that's kind of like what started it and then like i feel like as i became more aware of like hip-hop and stuff um, got into that culture that's when it just like really exploded and stuff yeah i re- I remember um probably my first taste of like being on the cutting edge of something was like i remember little wayne at the vmas one year he was wearing some super sky tops do you know what those shoes are yeah classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and so i saw those and i was like yo those are sick no one really was able to get them at the time and i found like this small store in la that was carrying them and so i like got them online and i was like rocking them and what store is it do you remember uh it was factory 413 that's a throwback that i have not heard of. i don't think i think like chad muska who's a uh, super skater was like really involved in that store but oh um yeah so yeah, super low-key store at the time, and, like, you just, like, literally couldn't get them anywhere except that store, it felt like. So that was, like, my first time, like, having an ex- exclusive pair of shoes. And then, like, literally two, maybe three years later, everybody, like, the skate shops in Lloyd even got caught wind of, like, Supras, and then just everybody was wearing them. Man, they, it was wild they blew up, like, big time. Mm-hmm. It big, was the same way time. in Edmonton. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I think I first noticed it. Well, it was probably around the same time, but uh, 
Justin Bieber started wearing them a lot. Right. I was going to say that. I I think I actually had my pair before like Bieber ever wore them in the video and I saw them in the video. I remember like zooming in, like there's no way he's wearing the shoes that like I have. And sure enough, they were, I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. I remember his were like, I think his were like all purple or something. Yeah. He had the, and then all gray. Yeah. The purple ones he had, I had a pair of those. Dang. Um, they're like Trey Kennedy was the skater that, um, made those and they're really high. Like they were, yeah, two times as high as a, as a sky top. He wears them in the baby video if you want to check them out. But I had those <laughs> at one time. Looking back, I'm like, yo, how did I rock those? That was really cringy, but I don't know. Man, at the time, I thought hot. it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I guess was, that's uh, like... Out- Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I was definitely that kid that like rocked some pretty weird shit and like... Wouldn't really get like bullied, but just kind of chirped for it. And I just like didn't care. And then I'd be like, hey, look at that. Justin Bieber's wearing them. I remember. <laughs> and then they'd probably che- chirp me more because Bieber's wearing them. Yeah. I remember at the same time, uh, it, was around, it must have been around the same time Supers are getting like really popular. Um, yeah, I think it was because I think one of the outfits Justin Bieber was wearing in that baby video was. The purple shoes. I think he was just decked out in purple. I think he had like a purple new era <laughs> hat. Oh, yes. And then a purple Was it hoodie. like studded or something? And I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. But I remember, remember wanting a purple hoodie. So I went to Army Navy, which I don't think exists anymore anywhere in Edmonton or at all. Oh, it doesn't? I don't think so. I think they're all they all closed. Um, and I just remember they always had like so many different color, like blank hoodies that, and he always like, he's always kind of worn baggier clothes. So I kind of wanted to like replicate the look. So I just found a purple, purple hoodie and rocked it. That was my favorite hoodie for a while. Yeah. That was honestly like being from a small town, you can't like really walk down like Melrose or like, yeah even like white Ave, like a cool trendy street to like go shopping. So it was like, you took so much from like what the rappers and like stars were wearing in like videos, uh, award shows, like yeah. all that. It was before social media. So it was before like stunting on the gram, but right. yeah, I would just like get stuff from there. And then to what really kicked everything off was when Kanye made his, uh, his blog. Back in the day, it was called Kanye University. And so I would, it was like the early days of Tumblr type yeah. thing. And I would like browse that. And he was just getting into like fashion and, or I guess not just getting into fashion, but getting into like high fashion and stuff. And then from there, just browsing Kanye U- University and then um, kind of the Yeezus era popping up. And then I was just like game over from there. I actually didn't know he had a a blog. I've I've heard Kanye's University before, but I didn't I didn't know there was like a a fashion blog behind that. It's crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was around the time of graduation, so that, around two thousand seven. That guy has so many layers. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I found out. I guess his like since his mom was a professor, he like spent some time of his childhood in China, mm-hmm. and yep. then. 
another thing I like saw this I think it was a it must have been a social media post or something but he had some of his fine art from when he was like 18 just like sell oh, yeah recently I saw it that was actually too. it was actually like really good yeah yeah he went to art school for a couple of years yeah and I believe those are like projects from art school yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool um I guess you mentioned saying that you're like there's some things you wore that were slightly questionable. What were some of yeah. your what were your favorite, some of your favorite fashion memories, or like meme worthy memories? I guess that yeah, like I don't know if you'd consider Supra's one of them, but yeah, like definitely the looking back Supra's were pretty bad, um, but at the time they were cool, so I don't know. Um, I remember to something that I was like really randomly into. There's just like weird thinking back. So like I said, I was into kind of like skate culture and there was this skate brand or this shoe brand called Duff's. Oh, I think I remember those. Yeah. And so I was like really into those and they were like really colorful and this like skate shoe. I think I... I liked the fact that they were like skate style, but not actually a skate brand. So right. I didn't feel like a poser wearing them. Yeah. But they were like this. And just looking back, man, I would love to Google those again. I'll do that after this and just laugh at how much of a joke those shoes are. But <laughs> I was really into them. I think it was around like grade seven or something. So that's, that's like a really cringy moment. And then I guess another like kind of half embarrassing thing is I remember. I think I said this on my podcast way long ago, but I remember I never wore jeans for I think all of elementary school and like the start of grade seven. I never wore jeans. I only wore track pants. I think that was the episode I was, like, I was on actually. Oh, was it? Because <laughs> I, yeah. I remember you saying that, and I think yeah, you, I remember was, you talking about uh, you used to wear like a Rasta hat or something too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone knows me growing up. My beanie used to be a Rasta colored beanie with like the cords coming down. It was like really cringy, but I would just rock that everywhere I went, no matter what. Yeah, that's a good one to bring up as far as track pants stuff. Man, one for me that I remember is uh, the deep V's. It was like the ultra deep V from American Apparel. And I rocked so, like, I had so many different colors of them. They're all, like, the grossest colors for some reason. (laughs) I had, like, purple. I had this, like, turquoise color. I had, yeah. well, I probably got purple because it's Justin Bieber, if we're being honest. I I didn't have the nuts to wear those. I I don't know why I did. I looked, (laughs) like, I saw, I've, like, looked back at pictures, and I have, I was, like, super scrawny, so you can just see, like, my like chest like chest bones bones yeah. just like so scrawny like nasty looking and then yeah i had some friends that, that was rough that too that was no good that was yeah a bad but one. yeah I, I don't know about meme worthy i don't i don't even really know what what that would mean i feel like so. v-necks are pretty meme worthy in general yeah okay i just um some younger people in my life just put me on to like e-boys oh yeah yeah yeah. 
I didn't even know that was a thing. And then like, as soon as it was described to me, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen that on the gram for sure. Yeah. E-boys. The E-boys, they like layering the collared shirts with like yes. sweaters and stuff. Yeah. They always have the... Vans. They love Vans. Oh yeah. Vans. Yeah. Kind of like a goth look, I guess. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you remember, I guess... If you were into, well, I don't know if it was a skate culture thing, but the studded belts. Do you remember? I had a Rasta studded belt to go with my Rasta toque. (laughs) Yes. I just needed the the studded wrist thing to make the trifecta complete. You're like walking around in the mall, see a girl with like the pink studded belt. You're like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? That's Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get her number. That. She's wearing the big uh big tongue big tongue uh fallen skate shoes. Dude, I was gonna mention Fallen. That was one of the like the brands that I was that was probably the first brand that I was like loyal to. Fallen. I I used to really like their stuff. It's funny. I feel like they like kinda catered to us like like tooth and nail post hardcore. Oh yeah rock boys you know yeah as I well think so. as skate culture so, yeah yeah um okay what uh so you're mentioning that you i guess after the kanye university era that's probably when you started getting more into like higher end stuff i'm imagining because mm-hmm. kanye's blog was probably uh like you said it was more high fashion stuff so yeah, I guess. What are your thoughts? I we're, we'll just talk about like quality over price point. Um, right. I guess for me, one of the things like some of the some of my favorite like silhouettes are really cheap pieces. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I think Gildan has like nailed. The per- Gildan and Haynes, they do a really good job. So the Haynes beefy tee is like one of my favorite t-shirt silhouettes. And then mm-hmm. the Haynes just like, or sorry, Gildan, just like regular tee, whatever. You get them off of Amazon. Um, I get them at Michael's. Yes, you can too. Yes. I actually have gotten a decent amount at Michael's. Um, yeah. And then there's a specific model of their hoodie. I think it's like... Uh, 18,200 is the, I think that's what it is. Don't quote me on it, but mm-hmm. it's like the perfect, like boxy hoodie. Um, cool. Obviously, yeah, I have... all those items are like super cheap, but mm-hmm. yeah, just like really good. Yeah, sustainability, all that out the window. Oh, far, <laughs> it's all made in far out the window. China or whatever, but if you want like a, yeah. Yeah, if you want just a solid, I have so much Gildan. Yeah, yeah, so many t-shirts, quite a bit hoodies. It's always good. It's good to have in your closet like a couple of pieces that you can like, kind of not have to worry about. Because yeah, I feel like with us kind of more into fashion, lots of our stuff we're just like, oh, scared to wreck it because we paid good money for it. It's quality, blah blah blah. So it's good to have a couple like 
pieces that cost you five dollars for a shirt you don't have to worry about it i don't know if you're the same way but i'm like i can be pretty bad with that and it's to the point sometimes where i'm like i know i might like let's say i'm gonna be barbecuing i'll like if i have a certain (laughs) shirt on i'll actually like go inside and change because i don't want that shirt to like smell like barbecue or i don't know i don't know if that's like weird Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if it is either, but I've definitely done the same thing. Literally yesterday, I made guac and like... On the barbecue? No, no, no. Okay. I was like, oh, just you didn't want to get... the same thing. You you didn't want to get it dirty. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like when you're making guac, it can splatter everywhere or whatever. And so I had... uh, Oh, I had an online ceramics shirt Mm. on. And so uh, it was Very white, 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 white. And so I was like, let me change my shirt just <laughs> to make this guac. And I changed it into a Gildan white tee. Did you so, get it dirty? No, I didn't. I oh, stayed fresh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but you mentioned quality over price point. It's like that's such a thing, especially where I live and like where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Lots of people don't understand a lot to do with that like they see me buy like higher end stuff or like they'll ask because i rarely am like i paid this much for like i'm not offering that information but if i asked i'm gonna be honest yeah um but whenever they find out whichever way they do it's like oh i can't believe you would like pay that much right like it's literally just a blank hoodie or like a blank tee like i'm wearing right now and it's just like just go to Walmart, just buy Gildan, go to H and M. That's I've heard that s- phrase so much. It's like you could get the same thing at H and M. Yeah, for like half the price. Yeah, and like your previous guest Caleb, he he was a lot about sustainability. Yeah, and like for me, that's kind of what it's not all about. I think it's half sustainability and half quality. Yeah. Like, I love the fact that these pieces that you kind of spend a bit more money on, they'll last forever. You can put them through the ringer. Yeah. And they last forever. And to go with sustainability, like, they were made in a sustainable way economically and, yeah, just, like, quality of working conditions and all that. You you have that uh, reassurance that it was made sustainable. So. Yeah. It's uh, that to me is worth it. Lots of people are like, "Who cares?" Yeah, it's twenty bucks for a t like for a hoodie or whatever, like five bucks for a t shirt. Especially but where like we're I care both from it's yeah, it's definitely like more common to be like, oh, like hear people say, oh yeah, just go to like Zara, you get the same thing. It's like, well, no, you're not getting the same thing because when you go to Zara and get that blank t shirt you're talking about, you wear it like two times and the second time you throw it in the wash you cut like you take it out and the seam is like halfway yeah. across your belly and you're like what the heck happened i have to go pay, i have to go buy yeah. another one you know and, and it's like, made in a different continent you know yeah like i'm i'm very especially lately just all about made made in canada made in u.s yeah and a lot of if brands I can find we, canada we mentioned lots of those brands make stuff in canada and the u.s so mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet yeah. And, like, the other thing I think people don't understand is, like, I feel like the people that don't understand, like, they don't really care as much about fashion. And for, like, people like us, it's 
it's also a hobby. Like it's yeah. clothes we wear, but it's also like an interest of ours that mm-hmm. we kind of like nerd out and like we spend time browsing like blogs, mood boards. Mm-hmm. Like we like to go shopping and like feel fabrics in our hands and yeah. like you know, we kind of like care about the background and the story and like how it was how it was made and everything like that a little yeah. more. And so it's like you can't really blame us for having like a hobby. Yeah. But we also wear it and like get use use out of it as well. I think something I've always like compared it to that people have kind of been able to understand a bit more when they are like, well, why do you spend so much money? Um, it's I can always compare it to some like someone working on their car or like their truck. Mm. Um, totally. And if you ask someone's like, like you're talking to like, what are your Chad friends or whatever? And like, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just put a straight pipe on my truck and like got a like mm. two Light inch bar. lift and like all this stuff. And you're like, I don't know what any of this means. And then you ask them how much it is. And like, dude, that stuff's so expensive. And it's just like the vehicle you're driving around. Like I could care yeah. less. But that's yeah. something they're into. That's their hobby. So they prioritize totally. it and they put money to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. Yeah. Sure. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> You're such a good podcaster. Um, I guess. So quality over price point. How does it like, I guess, resell, like resell clothing? I feel like. Mm. Uh, transitioning into that a lot of like i've definitely bought things that are um resell and then you get it and the quality is just like trash but i've also bought things that it's that's not the case but yeah, I, yeah what are your thoughts on resell clothing um so i've i think i've bought like two things like or sorry, I bought in like many things resell. Yeah. Um but I've never like paid over retail, I guess. Oh, okay. Um rarely it's just it's it's just rarely worth it for me. Like I have one there right here. This is like my favorite shoe of all time, the Ultra Boost 1.0. And Ooh. so I bought these over retail. I bought them resell. And like for me, so for people that don't know is just basically like for more money than what they're worth. Right. And I just justified that because the shoes never coming out again in that exact configuration that I like it. So it's my one opportunity and it's like my number one, like this is my favorite shoe ever. So I just kind of like justified it that way. Um, but like my relationship with like the resale culture is like, I don't really love it because I like I, I wish that I could even if it's a hype item um, like a Yeezy for example or like maybe something on Supreme that I really like I, I wish I could just like casually add it to my cart purchase yeah, go about my day but if you're kind of into the higher end stuff you kn- or the hype stuff you know that it's not that easy and Dude. it's because of resellers, right? It's gotten so, so crazy. It's gotten to the point where I just like, for that stuff, like barely even try anymore. Yeah. Because it's same. just like, 
like you just can't buy certain stuff because the resell market is just buying everything up to resell for a higher profit, yeah. which that's why I guess my relationship with it is a little complicated because I respect the grind. Like people, I know people that literally make living on like being on Supreme, like at the exact time and using bots and hacking the system and making nice livings right. off of reselling clothing. And so it's almost like a service yeah, for people that do have money and are willing to pay like far ab- uh, above retail. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we got your you your clothes for ease. Pay us a little bit more and there's your clothes. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And so if you're privileged enough for that, then it works for you. And I, like I said, I respect it as like a grind. It's a hustle, essentially. Right. So yeah, I respect I do know a couple, anyone's hustle. Uh, I do know a couple local stores that definitely do like resell clothing. I think a lot of the stuff, well, I know a lot of the stuff that they have isn't necessarily like super hype stuff. That's like crazy. Like, mm-hmm. but they, yeah, they, I guess they are doing that. Um, but yeah, it's tough because I, I know like I had an experience with it recently. The air fog ones are like the blacked out ones that mm. recently came out. I was just like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother trying, even though I really like them and I really want them. But I just yeah. know it's like I, the chance of me getting them is next to none. Like it's I, so I wanted small. the exact I wanted the exact shoes and I was like, I didn't even try. Yeah, like, I didn't either. There's no point. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's, and I've, the thing is I've tried enough times to be discouraged not to try anymore. Yeah. Like I've had, I've taken enough L's. I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's enough for me. And I think as we grow older, we find that getting that specific thing that we're trying to get is not, it's not really the the end of the world if we don't get it yeah like we can find you know like whether it be like for example the the fog ones like there's tons of all black great sneakers that we could all find yeah and so like if if we don't get that exact one i guess you have to like train your mind to like not be so about the hype yeah because i feel like when i was younger I was like really about the hype, like, oh man, I need this pair of Yeezys because like, it's just like, it's my grail and I love it so much and I just need yeah. it. And so now I'm less like, probably not going to get it. You know, there's lots of other stuff out there. The fashion market's pretty saturated. Yeah. we You can figure it out. And yeah. at the end of the day, a nice pair of blunnies that you can buy at your local mall or a nice pair of Vans for 60 bucks. Yeah. It's still looks just as dope on your feet yeah yeah i remember i definitely really cared about the hype during it was probably like second second year university probably like second to third Mm -hmm. and i got a pair of the i was buying so much stuff it was ridiculous i probably shouldn't have (laughs) been uh i was like not smart with my money but um, yeah, it's a dangerous, dangerous game to be in. Yeah, I think that's the thing is like a lot of it like starts when you're younger and you're like learning, trying or like trying to be financially responsible, but you care so much about the hype that you're like willing to like not be financially yeah. responsible. Exactly. Um, but I remember 
getting a pair of the V1 Moon Rocks, hmm. the Yeezys. Yeah, I was so stoked. I actually didn't even I, like. I wanted them through a raffle. I didn't get them through uh, oh, okay. like online or anything. That was the first shoe I ever like set an alarm and like woke up at six a.m. on a Saturday morning to like get on the website and refresh. Oh, like the amount of times I've shoe. wasted sleep doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so stupid. Uh, but yeah, I got those, and then I wore them for a couple years, and I sold them, and I sold them for a thousand dollars. Nice, which is yeah, like pretty crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the thing about resell. Like, I'm kind of talking smack about resell, but at the same time, it's that's the kind of nice thing about it because I've sold a lot of my clothing on grailed and stuff that yeah, i just don't really wear anymore and you can sometimes you can make money if you're lucky if it's if it holds up its hype like those yeah. moon rocks obviously would yeah but sometimes you break even and sometimes you don't break even but almost do and that's yeah. a lot better than just donating it or whatever like you still get some money back yeah and so that's that's part of the resale culture that I kind of like because I can kind of buy with ease knowing like for the most part, I could probably resell this and get like 50% of my money back Yeah. after getting like good wear out of it. You know, I think the thing that I like is that apps like Grailed have now kind of gone more like curated. Like if you like are looking for something very specific, you'll find it on Grailed. Mm-hmm. And now there's things like StockX and go that are more like tailored towards like hype stuff so that's kind of been that's been nice to see in a way so yeah yeah because i love grailed and that way i think resell is like awesome yeah me too for sure yeah um what i know gary talked about this i don't know if it was on our episode like the episode i did with you guys was his theory uh or like this like theory he was trying to do when he was like buying his clothes i think he was trying to it was just like minimalistic basically yeah his Um, like experiment or whatever yeah what what's your theory on buying clothes yeah so like i like you said when when we were younger we were just like it was very like it's very sexy the 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 culture. It was yeah. just like we would see something and just want it. Like, oh, I gotta have that. Right. And like, and so it was just like buying pretty willy nilly. And I I, re, I I guess I gotta preface with this: this is very like a privileged thing that we're talking about here. Like, yeah. Not everybody can like do that, but That's I did. True. I do work. I do work hard for my money, and my mm-hmm. parents never gave me money to right cop all these clothes. So. Anyways, um, yeah, I feel like it was very like, oh, I need this. Like every Supreme season that came out, I was like, I need one piece. Right. And I was just like going pretty willy nilly. Um, but now I'm, I, as I get older and like fin- paying more attention to finances and trying to spend money on other things and save money, um, I find myself still being able to have like a passion for this stuff, but just kind of going about it a bit smarter yeah and so 
I'm basically just trying to um, only buy stuff that I really find that I should have for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so with that, it's a lot less like graphic stuff. It's very like basics. Mm-hmm. Um, s- sometimes it, it can even be like high fashion stuff, but it's all very like basic. You can wear it whenever, wherever type stuff. Um, and I never like, I always try, I guess my rule is to like, if I have something that's very similar and like, I want something like I, I won't get it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I have, I already have a black crew neck. Why would I get another one? Just right. Cause it has, it's from this brand or whatever. Yeah. And if I do double up cause I find something better, like, Oh, I have this really dope fitting red hoodie but oh here's a red hoodie from this other brand that's made in canada and be- maybe better quality i'll definitely like sell the other one so i'm right I, you, you try and keep it like as minimal as possible people would like say look at my closet and say like oh you have way too much but like i think they would the same for me <laughs> yeah and i'm like trying to continually trying to lessen it but yeah like I said before, it's still a hobby and it's still a big interest of mine. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of my process of buying. It's like, do I need it? Does it like, do I already have a red t-shirt? Why do I need another one kind of thing? Yeah. And then also as far as buying, I have, I've actually started a collection of teas. I think I mentioned this a bit, before that i have this uh vintage tea from 94 yeah and i've actually started a collection of vintage teas from 1994 and so i'm always oh, on like because that's, that's my birth year yeah so i just think it's kind of cool to have like a bunch of teas from that year or whatever nice. so it's like band teas and like just various vintage teas i have like maybe like four or five so far that's and so sweet. i'm just like so yeah, if you don't like kind of do cool things to like narrow it down like that, like if I was just like, yeah, I'm a vintage Banty guy, I would spend so much money <laughs> yeah. just like, and so much time like thrifting and like going crazy. There, there would be no limit to it, but I feel like this is kind of cool. Like just stick to 94 and then that kind of narrows down. And so now I'm just like only buying a vintage Banty if it's from 94. It's right. just kind of a cool little thing sweet. for myself. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to do, I think it's the past couple of years, I've been trying to do um, one, like one in, one out method. So if I, oh, yeah. if I nice. buy something, I try to get rid of something. Um, that is not bad at all. Usually it's around the like same value. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't always do it, but. Like, I haven't done it for a few things recently. But I think if there's something you do, like, get rid of, then it's always, it's, like, good. Especially if you're it's selling it. It's good to balance it, it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah especially um, if you're making money on it and, like, kind of can put it towards that new purchase. Yeah. That's usually more, like, what I try to do is, like, is there something I can sell that I don't wear as much now that I can use yeah. that money for to get something new? Um so yeah, that's what I try to do. But I can like I feel like sometimes I can find my like closet like piling up, um, <laughs> just because I make clothes. So right, e- like every time we make something or a sample or something, it gets 
like it will get thrown into the closet and then yeah i've designed stuff for like uh conferences for like the church i used to go to and every time i design something i throw it in to my closet and then um i hope to be doing more like merch stuff in the future uh i have a one project i'm working on now so that's gonna get like thrown into the closet (laughs) so that can like start adding up which is i guess it's a blessing and a curse but yeah yeah i mean with a guy like you that's like designing and you have your own fashion brand like i mean i feel like it's pretty understandable that your closet's always full (laughs) yeah it's true i have no excuses however (laughs) (laughs) um that being said with your theory of buying clothes and we're talking about buying clothes if someone's listening to this and they aren't necessarily let's say they're not on their peak fashion game yeah how how like what would you or or maybe to put it a bit nicer they <laughs> don't ca- they don't care as much yes is maybe we would, yeah that's a that's a good way to put it which is very which is very fair yeah like no one's asking you to care as much as we do <laughs> yeah um, but if they wanted to start caring is what you're asking yeah <laughs> yeah if they want to start caring like pay attention more to fashion what yeah, how could they like step up their fashion game? I'll give my two cents as well after you. Yeah, yeah, I, I would like to hear your thoughts for sure, especially as like a designer yourself. But um, I would say, um, what would I say? I would say definitely fit is very important. So you want to find things that like really fit you. Um, and that doesn't, like you said before, that doesn't have to be like high fashion stuff. Like, like you said, Gildan, like a Gildan extra large t-shirt fits me amazing. And yeah. you can buy it for $5 at Michael's. <laughs> In any color you want. Yeah, exactly. And so um, the other thing, if you're like just starting to like really care about it, I would say is like, keep it really simple because like, you don't want to be that guy that all of a sudden is wearing like, um, Mark's work warehouse clothes or Walmart clothes or wherever. I don't even know where people get clothes because <laughs> I'm so far from it, but, um, <laughs> wherever you get clothes, um, if you're, sh- if you're shopping from there, um, where was I going with that? Totally keep it simple myself. something like that oh yes um keep it simple oh yes that's what i was gonna say if you're that guy and then all of a sudden you get into like a a higher brand like a higher streetwear brand like start like wearing supreme or off-white or fear of god and you just have logos and graphics and all the like waist bags and yeah and like crazy hype beast stuff all of a sudden out of nowhere like you're gonna look like a clown yes like, and you're just like wearing your yeezys with your fear of god and like all this stuff it's like yeah those brands might be cool i guess but like if you're like just throwing it all together because it's just like oh as long as i'm wearing this this is fashionable no not necessarily true like yeah brands it, don't like, make it fashionable exactly like yeah Keep it, keep it low key where like maybe start with like a basic, if you really like a brand, get just like their basic t-shirt with like a small box logo maybe 
rather yeah. than like a huge logo, you know? Yeah. And like vintage is your friend. Like you can make vintage, which is cheap. Um, you can make that stuff look really good and it's sure. sustainable. Um, it's economic, it's cheap. And it's the number one thing with vintage is, you know, it's timeless because it was around back then. It's obviously still around now because it's being sold. Right. Like vintage is becoming a huge thing. And so like, yeah, hit, hit those places up for sure. Yeah. Um, and the other thing to do to always remember is just do what you like. Like I would say if you start worrying about like the gram or like what people yeah. are doing around you, then it can get very convoluted. Like For sure. that's what I've always kind of done right from the start is I've only worn stuff that I really like. Like I feel comfortable in it. I've never stepped out and been like, Oh, is this too much? Like I right. don't feel comfortable in it, but like I don't feel comfortable in these Yeezys, but apparently they're like the cool thing to do or, or these Jordans or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've never really done that. Like I've only stepped out in stuff that I really feel comfortable in. Yeah. And so I would suggest that people do the same. I, uh, I wouldn't know if I fully agree with that one just because I've definitely like not saying it's wrong, mm -hmm. but I'm also in a diff different place than people that are trying to step up their fashion game. Cause I've definitely been like bought something where I'm like, Oh, I don't know if like I should, I could rock this or like, you know, mm -hmm. but then you wear it like a few times and you're like, man, I'm so glad I got this and like kept it. Okay. Um, I guess, yeah. So a tip to do like, yeah, be comfortable in it or just like, if you're not necessarily hundred percent comfortable in it, just be confident. Yeah. Um, for sure. One of the things I guess is similar to what you said was find So like find a brand you like if you're already looking into it and then even if you're on Instagram, like you go to that brand, there's a little arrow. You could click the drop down arrow and it'll probably like I can guarantee nine out of ten times there'll be like four or five brands that are super similar in that drop Dude, down. That Check is those. such a hidden gem. Yeah. I've, I've done that various times. Like when I first found ALD, I did that exact same thing and then there's like a bunch of dope like New York brands yeah. that I had no idea about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a nice tip. I would suggest doing that. Second, I would suggest, um, finding like someone you can get like some sort of fashion inspo from, um, mm. so like a person follow to follow on social media, follow Kev on the gram. Yeah. You could follow me. I should, I've been trying to post more fashion stuff cause I, I'm in yeah. that world and I don't, I feel like I don't post like post enough fashion stuff. Um, but yeah, find someone to follow. One of my favorites is Jacob Keller. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, um, I knew about Jacob Keller when he was like reviewing. He was like working for like Karma Loop. Yeah, dude. I, like, uh, that's where I know him from. Same. And then I saw him pop up in like the high fashion world. I'm like, what? I remember this guy. Yeah. That's the, I started following him on on YouTube. That's how I like knew like yeah. know about him. Um, I actually met him once, which was really cool too. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, I met him in LA. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, he is. He's sweet. Um, yeah, so find someone to like 
give you inspo because and i would say that's a little it can get dicey because you want it to be inspo not straight up copying yes yes <laughs> because then you're going farther from yourself which is not what yeah. you want to do you know yeah um i think for inspo yeah you definitely want to be inspo because first of all you find someone you're probably not gonna have the same items they have so you shouldn't go buy exactly what they have just to look yeah. like them but like you see get, what they're wearing caught up you can get caught up in a dangerous game. Yeah. As soon as you start looking at the gram, it's like, oh, I need that. Oh, wait, it costs 900 bucks. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're my fashion inspo, so I got yeah. a cop. Yeah, I'd say just see what they're wearing and then like look at the colors and fit and then see what you have simple in your closet and put mm -hmm. it together. Totally. Yeah. I'd say yep, those are my fit. two main ones. Fit is very important. Yeah. Um, okay, let's hit these last two questions real quick. And then cool. we can uh, give uh, give you a nice little plug. Uh, what do you think? I guess rapid fire would be a way to answer these. What do you think the fashion world needs more or less of? Okay, I'll, I'll try and be quick. <laughs> I guess um, like one, yeah. One more, one less. Okay. Um, I would say, like, I guess what we've kind of been talking about is, like, less, like, hype and, like, materialism and basically less worrying about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I'd, you know? Yeah. And to go along with that is just, like, more originality with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but... I would say something the fashion world, like maybe not more, but like I would love to see continue um, is like um, two things really quick would be like some brands do like a made to order or like a pre-order. Like they don't make the stuff until yeah. it's actually purchased, which takes a lot longer for you to get in your hands. But yeah. if you can wait, I really appreciate the fact that they just make it for you. Yeah. So then that prevents them from making waste and it's actually pretty smart as a brand move it is and then smart, another yeah. thing is like i i mentioned before this brand that sold me this t-shirt is like these kind of aftermark market like or maybe that's not the right words but they're like basically vintage sellers mm -hmm. that like go out and do the thrifting for you yeah and they might hike the price up a little bit uh, in this brand, maybe a lot, but it's good stuff. Um, but basically, they do the hard work for you. They curate a bunch of stuff for you to buy. And then all you have to do is like click on their website, go on their Instagram. I'm seeing a lot of it popping up on Instagram. Shout out to the homies. Sick jacket. Yeah. Uh, one of my very, very good friends uh, is Velveteen Vintage on Instagram. And so nice. those two guys are doing great things. They're killing it. Like they're very successful because I think people are starting to really care about sustainability and that stuff. Yeah. And so I want to see more of that, like more of the vintage resale market. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I do like. I'm not like I. I love going vintage shopping when I have the chance to. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, yeah. 
but a lot of the time I don't. I don't have like and and like for people like me, I don't like. There's no vintage like yeah vintage stores in Lloyd. You know, like Edmonton probably has a handful, but as far as me, it's like I feel like Lloyd. As far as vintage clothing in Lloyd, you want you want to just hit up Velveteen Vintage because she just has it on lock as far as Lloyd Lloyd goes. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like. I feel like whenever I say, oh, I want to go thrifting, it's like, oh, I could probably do something else that's like more productive, like for me. So, yeah, it's hard work. Yeah. And that's why those guys like, and it deserve... takes time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely like support local vintage. Um, you shout out a couple of people. I also want to shout out uh, from, or yeah, from another great one. They're more like, yeah. they have more hype stuff, but they also do have some sweet vintage stuff. I've gotten vintage vintage stuff from them. And, I got my uh, eye on a on a 94T from them. Ooh, nice. And another one is my friend Tony at the Come Up. Uh, he actually just opened a yep. retail store a few months ago on White Ave. Yeah, and uh, yeah, sweet stuff. I've actually, mo- I'd say most of my vintage stuff is is from him, so... Awesome. Yeah, something I'd also like to see more of, or no, something I'd like to see less of is, which is similar to what you said, and this is more so in the like high fashion world, but I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the time there's so many people who are like, a lot of people can be really judgy and like clicky and like there's like all these unspoken rules and it's just kind of ridiculous and goofy. So I'd definitely like to yeah. see less of that. Totally. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Well, um, I guess that wraps it up for us. Been going for awesome. a, a while, which is good. Um, Perfect. So what? where can people find you if they want to get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, so I'm, I think all my socials are just Jordan J. Clark um, on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I just kind of like started like a mood board, I guess you could call it. Dope. And so I guess like we were talking before, like if you're someone that kind of wants to like get into the fashion stuff, I just like kind of post on that account, just like really inspiring images and s- stuff that I'm like really feeling. So that's uh, at your boy Clark on Instagram. Nice. Uh, it's in my bio on my personal one. And so, yeah. Dope. That's also, where you can find me. Don't forget to check out Third Wheel Podcast because those are those guys are sweet. And yep. if you missed it, Jordan's part of that podcast. So yeah, great listen. Uh, Go check for, out our interview with Kevin too. Yeah, maybe that's could. a good place to start. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks for joining me, Jordan. And stay tuned thanks, for the next episode. Peace. See ya.